The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Welcome everyone, welcome to Walk the Mile, Skeg's podcast, glad you could join us. We are here in uh, 2021, we've started this last year in 2020 after a succession of conversations that we videoed for chapel and a whole bunch of other things and it seemed like people were enjoying being part of these conversations so we thought we'd continue it and uh, we've, we've got a few under our belt at the moment. When I say our, myself and Mr Peter Ayers who's the producer of Walk the Mile. Thank you, Mr. Ayers. It's good to have you here. We also have Dr. Nina Cook here. Hi, Nina. How are you today? Hi, Gary. Doing really (laughs) well. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Great to have you along. Nina is one of our English teachers. Uh, Has been here for three years now. Nearly four. Nearly four years. Fantastic. Good to have you here. Today we're going to be talking about uh, shock. And within that conversation, we will be possibly talking about some stories that are connected to the school um, and the impact that it might have made on people. So I thought I'd give you that warning now uh, in case some of the things we talk about, some of the subject is a little bit sensitive, you might want to turn off now and uh, just as we start talking about things, if you are listening, uh, just to be aware. But I did want to talk about shock uh, (coughs) with Nina today because... A few weeks ago we did have an incident across the road uh, at the Horizon building, which was a a terrible tragedy. I'm not going to go into any detail, of course. But what we noticed on that day, even though it was across the road, it had a a huge impact on the school community during that day and continues for some students, uh, has an impact on them. And as I was talking to students on that day, um, some who were very close to it happening and also staff as well, other staff who were connected to it. I was thinking about the impact of shock on people's lives and how do we make sense of, of things. One, one member of staff that I spoke to said, I thought I was more resilient, I thought I was more bulletproof uh, and they were obviously very upset by their involvement in the incident. And we had several conversations over that day and the days following. And I was just interested uh, to see their response to the shock that they experienced, even days later. Um, Yeah, so I thought it would be a good idea to talk about those things. Were you here on that day? I was, I was. Yeah, it it was definitely shocking. I mean, I didn't experience or see anything but mood and atmosphere changes yeah um what did you notice 
Um, Attention. Yeah. Um, a sense of disbelief. Mm. Um, and a sense that um, of of not. I think. Where do we? What do we do now? What yeah. do we do now? That's a that's a really great way of of explaining it. The tension, the disbelief, and then what do we do about it? I think that's a a common process. I think when we're in mm. shock. Mm. I mean, we think about shock, don't we? As a, you know, a, you can think about it as a medical thing. I mm. mean, you know, what the body does mm. physiologically. Yeah. You know, the coldness, the shutting down. Yeah. I think that's a that's a, a kind of physical reaction, isn't it? To yeah. to protect the human being. Yeah. Because your body's just absorbing something that's just too much, and you need that moment to just shut down and give yourself time to absorb yeah. or to to cope. You know, I think it's what happens after that physiological physiological reaction yeah. that's that's quite difficult, isn't it? Well, a lot of the conversations when you are come about, out of it, yeah, trying to make sense of things, yeah, because as you say, there's this this impact that your body feels, and your body tries to make sense of things. You yeah. know, there were some girls who who got very anxious, very jittery, agitated. Some girls felt like vomiting. Some girls just not knowing. There was a lot of tears. Um, there were other girls who, who, you know, were thinking, "I should have a response. Mm, mm, mm. I should have a response to this." But why aren't I having a response? Or I'm doing okay. And there's mm. no one way. There's no right way because you don't know. That's the thing. If that's what shock is, you don't know. It happens, mm. and nobody's prepared for it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and it's your body dealing with. The, the lack of preparation, yeah. the lack of warning, yeah. and the only way I think you probably can cope with with shock is by going into that physical reaction, and then it's how your body comes out of it, and then what your mind does to catch up, because your mind's so far yeah. behind your body, isn't That's it? That's right. That's right. I like yeah. the way you put that because you said before you talked about disbelief. Mm. So something happens. And the disbelief, this can't be true, although you've seen it, you've heard about it, you've experienced it, and something in, in you wants to believe that it's not true. It's fighting that knowledge, it's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a denial, it's a, it can't, but then the mind has to try, somehow catch up. And so how is it true, almost? Yeah. How can this be truth? And that's different for everybody, the mm. way, I guess, that you process that in mm. your mind and how long it takes you to process it. Yeah. And, you know, that whole idea of, you know, you might get really angry, you might get frightened, you might get teary, confused, um, or you might just want to completely ignore it and pretend it hasn't happened. Yeah. And, and separate it off. That's right. So you don't know how you're going to react. That's right, and, and you sort of want to react, you want to be peaceful, you want to be calm about it, but there's so much going on to put the pieces together. And I think that's the hardest thing, isn't it, for people who are managing the situation, um, because they've got to be calm. It's got to come from there, doesn't it, and it has to yeah. kind of come, come down, and, they, and right. they're processing information, they're yeah. processing details, they're trying yeah. to coordinate Trying them. to hear what's going on for people. And look after everybody. And I know on that day, and I was dealing with a lot of... All day, basically. But I was also dealing with my own shock. Of course you were. And and that was another element of of trying to play that out. 
Yeah, and you kind of have to delay your shock, kind of put it aside because mm. you're thinking about... And, and that's natural because that's yeah. what leaders do. And, you know, you can imagine how much worse it would have been if the calm wasn't coming yeah, from the top. Right. If there wasn't, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're putting this in place. And there's somewhere for those that are suffering and things to go to talk, mm. to process, to do mm. those things or just to be. I sat with someone at the end of the day after, you know, kids had gone home and so on and sat with a member of staff and we were talking and there was a lot of silence Mm. and we were just sitting in my office looking out the door, looking at the sky for a lot of it. And that was really interesting. That was, I found that really powerful because as you said, you know, you you feel like you do have to manage or you, you do have to try and keep people in the reality of it in some mm. ways, but at the same time give them space to move out Just of it. Just let them be. And let them be. But sitting in that silence was powerful because I think we were able just to be, as you say, you know, just to be in that day and go, what just happened? It's that quality of that silence, isn't it, and that ability to just absorb. <clears throat> and I think that part of what I think you guys were, were trying to do was to give those that had experienced it, the opportunity or the spaces. Like, when you need that, Mm. we will give it to you. Mm. You may be not ready for it yet or you need this, but when you need that space. Yeah. Because I think everybody does. Yeah, you need that space. Whether you go for a nice long walk with the dog after school or you put music on and you put your headphones on and you go for a swim or you disappear or whatever it is yeah what do you do with what do you do with the space is, is you need that time tricky too yeah. you were talking earlier today we were talking about um when princess diana died yeah and you were there yeah. in england and yeah experiencing all of that can you tell us a bit more about what you what you felt or what you saw it's funny because of everything that's been happening lately i've, I've been thinking back to that moment and i just remember when it came on, we were we were on, I was on my way to work, um, on my way to school, mm. and um, it was the very beginning of the school year. It was like right at the start, and we were just seeing you know the kids were just coming back in, and I just remember absolute disbelief that that mm. whole thing yeah. like that no 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 that can't happen yeah. because the previous like I'd got back from Australia a couple of days before, and the the headlines were all about. Diana on a yacht with Dodie fired and it was all, you know, the tabloid splash. And then this was just absolutely shocking. And I do remember, you know, they talk about that when JFK died and and these moments, you know, 9-11, these moments that are kind of transfixing and transformative, like where were you when, you know, and they do, they viscerally go into you somehow. Yeah, trying to make sense of things. They they do, and and I was trying to figure out what the shock was there, why. I mean, I didn't know Diana, I don't, you know, I'm I'm Australian and I'm observing British culture and the the, the whole establishment from a distance. Um, But there was something about that, I think, that, that was really extraordinary because... She did something in that interview where she talked to Martin Bashir and she spoke about things that British people never speak about. Mm. And she got a lot of pushback on talking about mental health and emotions and and things like that because it just wasn't what you did. And that, when she died, 
I'd never seen anything like it. I remember getting off at the tube station in Kensington and, and the smell of the flowers wow. from the tube station. Like that, that, and, and just this sea of, of flowers and people, queued, and the smell of it, and, but people weeping openly on the street. Just, and so un-British. Yeah. It was so extraordinary. I'd never seen anything like it. And I thought, where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. And there was something deep... I think there was permission given by her, I think, when she spoke, that enabled them to articulate their own... They, they projected their own yeah, right. grief, their own pain onto her, yeah. and suddenly she was gone. And so are you saying, like, there was a connection? A deep connection. Because she sort of made herself... Even though you, didn't, you said you didn't know her, but she was almost known in a way. I it think she like gave know her. permission for a very buttoned-up yeah. nation who were used to stiff up a lip and carry on, to actually start, particularly young people, there were a lot of very young people, yeah. um, to articulate their feelings, their emotions, in a way that the British people just didn't do. Yeah, wow. And this... But what was so interesting about it was that after this kind of outpouring of grief, there was a real anger. You felt the shift. There had to be a scapegoat. And I think that often after shock, there is a kind of anger that sets in. You know, I, I remember yeah, after right. my mother telling me after JFK died, you know, they wanted to find out who did it, who did it, mm. who's going to... You know, here it was, well, the royal family we, yeah. they're, they're the, and, the, and the press. And so you know? answers, answers to make sense of things again. Because it's incomprehensible. Yeah. And you want something that you can put the finger at, that you can get angry at. And it, it, I, I went... Um, to Kensington Palace just to, to see. I was just like, what's going on here? And as the week progressed before the funeral, um, we went. We were out near Buckingham Palace. We were in Green Park. And we sensed that the mood had really shifted. There were, it, it was mutterings. It wasn't crying. It was mutterings of, mm. where are they? What mm. they're doing? What, you know? And it, 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 that just seemed like how... First the shock and then the, the tears, but then the, mm, got yeah, it. Right. what are we going to do? Who's going to blame? And then that came out at the funeral, I think, when her brother spoke at the funeral and yeah. articulated that anger. Yeah. But it was such a strange thing because, it, and, and I've never seen anything since, that absolute outpouring of wailing and grief. On, it was a psychic trauma. Yeah, wow. It, it just spread. And there was something about that idea of it spreading as well, that it... In, it, it you know, that hysteria just fed through the country. Every shop shut to that funeral. Wow. Nothing was it's open. Incredible, isn't it? And if you didn't shut, then what are you, why aren't you yeah, shut? Why aren't you showing respect? Or why aren't you yeah, showing... why aren't you showing respect? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be on the side, you know, like taking that anger, absorbing that anger. But it, it, it was... It, you know, it's so... I mean, I've read some books after which trace that whole psychic kind of pain and stuff mm. and that idea, but it seemed to me that that's what happens. I wonder if... I've never really thought about that, the, the impact and maybe the way that it's even changed the way approach... Sorry, the way that people approach things like grief and shock and I, I think it, it, it transformed... It opened a, a, a wound... Mm. Clearly, yeah, and I don't think things were the same 
Wow. I genuinely don't think that things were the same. And the constant coverage, I remember, you know, 24-hour coverage mm. of, you know, once the accident happened and then what next and people commentating and then, as you said, 9-11 and we've had all those things, mm. you know, we've had a, the, the Link Cafe when that happened here, non-stop watching and what, I wonder if, you know, television <laughs> companies or whatever, uh, or the media is onto that idea that, we not just because sometimes we talk about it in in terms of oh we love drama or we mm. love you know mm. lapping up this it's a bit macabre. It was way. different from that. But it's different because maybe that's part of Isn't our the car understanding. Crashing? It's different from the car crash. Yeah, and we want to make sense of things, and so to to have that information is helping us to process. But I also think way. that it's it's also not healthy. No. Do you know what I mean? No, like, right. I, I think, you know, with the, Diana happened before the 24-hour news cycle. You remember after the Link Cafe. Yeah. It was just, like, Channel 7 was there and they were filming yeah. every single second. And it, I, I, I think that feeds, that saturation feeds that beast in a really mm. unhealthy way mm. as well. Yeah. Um, the way that after 9-11, you know, those shots were just shown again and again and again. And I don't know when you stop that because you've mm. got to process, do you know what I mean? Like, but there, there was something about that whole um, process of, of the, the grief, the anger that changed that institution. Like they had, the royal family had to respond to yeah, that. Yeah. They had to do something because they were being blamed, weren't they? Yeah, they they had, to, and, and and the the institution had to do something and shift in a way that they had never before. Mm. And I think that you know that often shock um, and and great trauma like that does challenge our institutions. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Challenge tradition, challenge or open wounds or make you observe or look at things that... You know, I think the Link Cafe opened a lot of questions about yeah. how we police, how we, you know, yeah. what we do. And there can be there can be product from that which changes things, as you say, and you know, brings changes, which, is, which can be a good thing. But in that idea of blaming someone mm-hmm. or looking for answers or asking a lot of questions, and we talked about this a little, a little while ago about... Um, within shock, we're trying to make sense of things. What if you don't? Can, can you always get answers? Or can no. what happens if you don't get answers? Well, I think and you just live the, in the shock. That's the hardest thing, isn't it? As a human being, mm. and the older you get, the more you realise that you don't just don't know anything, really. Yeah, you know, and and that that a lot of things aren't going to be resolved. There aren't answers. That's just that's life. Yeah. It's what happens. Yeah. But we struggle against that realisation that, yeah. that there are things that are beyond our control, that there are nothing we can do anything about and they just happen. Yeah, And, uh, and, and it's, can... it's crap and it's awful and there is no reason. And it's interesting that you started with talking about, you know, the, the sort of the visceral feelings, the, the mm. response in your body. Mm. And we talk about shock and sometimes in the, in the context of trauma. Mm. And so you can recollect the story, remember the story, mm. and then as you're telling the story, you might come, the, the feelings come again, you know, you, you live through it again almost. It's not just the story and the memories, or the, but actually the, the response in you. 
Now, yeah. I could see when yeah. you were talking about Diana, yeah. and you, it, was, it wasn't just information, but you could see that you really experienced this. It had an impact on you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting you use the word story because I think the way that we... I mean, I'm an English teacher, of course, but the way we as human beings make sense of things is that we want to turn it into a narrative. Yeah. We turn it into a story that we can make sense of and understand. Now, something that happened the other week something as awful as that does not make sense. No, not at all. And it's very difficult to construct a nice, neat narrative that we can then live with comfortably or yeah. at least at least retell ourselves. Yeah. You know, every everything that happens to us I think we process into story, don't we? Yeah, no, I yeah. think that's right. And In people have been to... asking me. Yeah. Do you know what happened? Do you know who it was? Do you know, you know Yeah. Yeah, and we try to turn it into an and then you can kind of you can comfortably place that narrative in a context and you can learn to live with that narrative or place yourself within it. If you can't, and often you can't with things with trauma, with shock, yeah. with things that happen, you struggle to do that. So is it better then to think about ways that we live with discomfort then? Yeah. I think we have to as human beings, don't we? Mm. I mean, I don't know what... Do you think we... I think we have to learn to live with the messy. Yeah, oh, definitely. The discomfort, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the... You know, and that's the hardest thing. Is It's what I struggle with. I mean, I'm a great control freak. I'm a title <laughs> oh, control freak. I want to, you know, I want everything. I want everything nice and neat and explain, mm. you know. But life's just not like that. No, that's right. I was, I was actually talking not. to a girl on the way down here. And she said, I've got exams coming up in a week. It's so messy. My life's so messy. <laughs> and I said, well, let's walk through the mess together. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, there, is, there can be quite a lot of mess. Some things do fall into place. But, yeah, what do we do with the mess? And sometimes we try to put it in the place, but it, it doesn't want to stay And other it. times, I guess what you've got to learn is that you have to put it into a kind of perspective too, mm, don't mm. you? Like, okay... What's my relationship to that? Really, what's, you know, and, and something that seems enormous at yeah. some times in your life, when you look back, you can think. Yeah, that's right. You know, you can Well, it put has that perspective things... in your history, doesn't it? In, yeah. Your, yeah. in your experience or your life stage or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of react to that. It's been great talking to you today, Nina. You're oh, fantastic. You. I could talk to you for ages. <laughs> <laughs> you always thanks. got good things to say. But thanks for joining us. I hope no for those people who are listening, I hope if there was anything there that uh, might have sparked something or might have been upsetting, I'm sorry about that. But as I always say at the end of these podcasts, I'm more than willing to hear from you and talk to you in person. Uh, good to get your feedback via email or again in person or if you've got topics to talk about things you'd like to, to say, things that are interesting. If you're an expert on something, we'd love that too. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks again, Nina. Thanks, Gary. Nice to talk to you. Good on you, everyone. Love you all. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you next time. Bye.